Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Good morning, good morning. Hey, everybody. Can I get an amen and a hootie? Nobody keeps us out 32 years in a row. Oh my gosh, we have a lot to celebrate, but we got other things to do. Hey, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward. Uh, we're going to give an offering together. If you all would, would pray with me for that, that would be fantastic. God, thank you for just the way that you have spoiled us, the way that you have just continued to take care of us, um, anyone who's in this room today who doesn't feel that way, who doesn't feel taken care of, I just pray that you would begin showering your gold on them, that you would be showering uh, your Holy Spirit, showering your favor, and that they would, they would know that they know that they know that they know that you are a good, good father who gives good gifts to your kids. God, thank you for your gifts. We give you these gifts back and uh, just pray that you would multiply them and, and use them for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Hey, uh, there's been a, a ton of work that has been going on the last couple of weekends in the Hope Center, the back building that is um, in the back of our parking lot there. Uh, not this building that we're sitting in, the other building. Um, I went back there this morning, and it's not a professional video or anything, but I just took a couple quick video clips. Can we show those real quick? Some of the work that has been going on uh, back in the back building there. Uh, the Hope Center. Oh, yeah, hey, there I am. Oh, look at that. Oh, there's a kitchen. Oh, look at that room if you haven't seen it in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Upstairs. Let's see. We've been working. Oh, there's the kitchen again. Whoops. Uh, oh, there's that again. Whoops. Uh, let's see. There's, oh, there's the entryway. Look at that. If you have, oh, there's that. Uh, anyways, you gotta, you gotta stop back there and take a look. Um, I'm gonna go over to the back building after the service today and just have the back building opened up for any of you that want to stop by and walk through and just take a peek back there to see what's been going on. Um, we've been renovating uh, the last bits and pieces to kind of get ready for some new things. And uh, for those of you who volunteered these last couple weekends, you were there for hours and hours on Saturdays, and you crushed it, and we just say thank you. Thank you to uh, those of you, about, about 10, or, 10 or 12 of you who, who put hours into it and just really made it look pretty these last, these last few days. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, hey, um, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the reason why the Bengals finally won <laughs> a playoff game. And that it just so happens to be the same reason, the same thing that we can practice, the same takeaway that we can grab from Mr. Joe Burrow himself and actually um, see the way that Jesus has modeled a similar thing to us. I don't want to give everything. We're going to talk about today what it means to pre-decide, what it means to pre-decide. 
If you are watching right now online, if you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, uh, you're watching the live stream, I don't usually ask this, but thank you for watching. I'm going to ask that you share this today. Um, this is an important one, and it could change a, a whole bunch of things in your life, really, in a, in a simple way. The act of pre-deciding, pre-deciding. I've been working on this a lot myself lately because I have been depressed, I've been a mess, I've been anxious, I've been experiencing things that I've never experienced before, I've been sick of this freaking pandemic, I've been crying, I've been not sure what's to do, I've been, I've been wondering what's next, I've been having that feeling of, I just, everything feels weird and different now, is it ever going to go back to the same? Is it just for, do, does everything suck from now on? That feeling? <laughs> And so some things that I've been uh, working on in the midst of that process, uh, what it means to pre-decide. And so if you're watching online, please just share this now and say, um, he said to, to share this, that you need to watch this. If, if it sucks, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said he'll give you a dollar. <laughs> Joe Burrow, quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals. How about this boy? Yeah. How about all of a sudden I'm at this age where I look at him, I'm like, that's a boy. That's a little boy. That's a little boy who's incredible at throwing, like it's, I'm old all of a sudden. Anyways, Joe Burrow, the thing that I have loved, I've loved, I've loved, and continue to, and the thing that I've seen that is different, and the reason why I believe we won is because Joe Burrow does this thing where he constantly pre-decides how things are going to go. And so when you watch any of the interviews from when he was in high school, up through college, to pro ball, to now the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, that it's already pre-decided. They say, well, what do you think, how do you think it's going to go? And he says, well, I don't, I don't think it's going to go any certain way. Here's how it's going to go. They're going to try this. We're going to have worked on that thing a million different ways over. We're going to dominate their attempt, and we're going to win. And he said, it's already decided. They're going to do this, and we've already decided how we're going to respond, and we're going to be victorious. It was pre-decided. Well, first, we're going to beat these teams, and then we're going to take the division. We're going to win our first playoff game. It's pre-decided. He already said, it, was it wasn't ever a, well, we'll try our best. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, you know, our guys, if they're, it's our, he said, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do, it's decided. We're, then we're going to win the division. Then, then we're going to win the freaking Super Bowl. And it's decided. And I have loved, I have loved it because pre-deciding things is the way that I believe we can take back our lives from this pandemic. We can take back our lives from the last two years that have stolen uh, certain things away. Now, don't get me wrong. Certain parts of it have been wonderful. I like being alone. I like not leaving the house. Parts of the pandemic have been like, yes! But other parts have just been like, Oh, no, 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 no. Some things are getting broken. 
I'm seeing more and more things that are getting broken, like people, brain things, depression things, anxiety things, that feeling like that overwhelming sense of dread that you don't know what it is. And my life is really great, but I have this overwhelming sense of dread for some reason. Where does it come from? That thing. So anyways, Isaiah chapter 43. We better get into some actual scripture. Let's go. Isaiah 43. Before, before we do that, though, here, here's, um, I guess I'll just dump this. I'll dump this out at the start. Um, we're talking today about pre-deciding things, so making a decision before something even happens, deciding what you're going to decide before it even comes up. Um, but it's all about deciding, decisions. Your decisions determine the direction of your life. They determine the quality of your life. We talk about this a lot in here. Your decisions determine where you end up. Um, a couple weeks ago, so I, I was off last Sunday, thank goodness, uh, but the week before that, um, I made a decision and I made a mistake speaking from the stage here, um, and I was embarrassed about it, uh, but I wanted to share with you kind of what happened that week and uh, kind of a different experience that I've been having from it. So I talked about uh, the difference between people who, uh, you know, that uh, things about abortion and um, those who are fostering kids and adoption and things. And I was trying to make a certain point. Anyways, um, I, I messed it up and I said it wrong. It came out wrong. I, everything I said was wrong. I listened back to it and I went, I went, hang on a second. These people are saying that I said something I didn't say. I listened back and I went, oh no. No. But it was weird because uh, I didn't even have time to experience uh, the dread or the anxiety or the... Um, or the, the anger or the, um, the argument or anything because I had already made this decision. I did this thing where I pre-decided a long time ago, if I ever hear from more than two people about something, I'm going to immediately assume automatically that I'm wrong and they're right. If I hear from two or more people about something, I'm going to assume they're right. If I hear from just one person... I'm pretty much always right. <laughs> Nut job, write them off. But if it's two people, I, just, it's, it's, I pre-decided. It's like if two people come to you about the same thing, it's not, a, you're wrong. And so like two people wrote me and then three people wrote me and then four people wrote me and then five people wrote me. And uh, I was like not able to respond fast enough. But... It was this weird thing where immediately, instead of even defending, instead of, I had pre-decided that I was already wrong. And then I just went and I checked real quick and confirmed it, and yeah, I was wrong. I said it wrong, I was in a hurry, I flubbed it, and it was an important thing, and I didn't mean it, and I could have steered people. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to, uh, I gotta figure out a way to like, clarify what I said. 
Here, here's, here's how I clarify. I'm, I'm pro-life 100% all the way, all the time. I always will be. Um, always will be. I'm going to always be pro-life. And I'm always going to be a pastor who understands the plight of people who have to do things that some of us don't understand. But I had to sit and go, oh my God, I've messed up, I've messed up. And just own it and eat it. But it was this weird thing where I went, I didn't have any of the, I'm the worst, yo, why do I? It was just, oh God, why did you do that? Oh my gosh, you got to be more careful. And then I was like, oh my gosh, thank, thank goodness. I, ha I have actual friends who are willing to call me on crap. Who are brave enough to call me on things who don't just go well because what I always also find out about are people who were extremely upset and offended and they just run away and they just hate me forever from afar and they never say anything and I never get to apologize and I never get to know that I messed up and that I was wrong but I did this time and it was it was really good so that's different because of a pre-decision. The quality of your decisions determine the quality of your life. The problem that a lot of us uh, have is that we don't, we're not really great decision makers. I know I'm not a great decision maker. We should um, eat uh, more vegetables. We should eat less than we do. We, should, we shouldn't buy things that we can't afford, right? But we do. We should maybe not say things that we're going to regret. I have this thing where I'm just try I'm trying to get just a little bit faster. Because currently in my life at 39 years old, like I'm, I'm just like 0 0.18246 seconds behind like keeping it in my mouth. Like I'm almost there. I'm like, well, you should. I say something and then immediately go like, like. What did you say that for, dummy? I'm so close. So I know that some of you have got to that point where you just, you're there like, you keep it in now. I'm close. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. Why do we hurt the people that we love the most? Those are the people that we hurt the most usually. Why do we struggle to make good decisions, a lot of us? So if you're a note taker and you want to follow along, here are some things that I've been learning, seeing, growing through, practicing. Why do we struggle to make good decisions? How do you, we take back our lives? Number one, the reason is because we're overwhelmed with too many choices. They say the average person makes 35,000 choices a day. Uh, for some of you, that sounds crazy. For me, I'm like, I know I make way more than that because I got the cuckoo brain and it never stops. 35,000, I'm like, lazy. <laughs> Nonstop, all day long, all day long, all day long, all day long. Just too many decisions to make. And as volume of decisions increase, the quality of the decisions decrease. And so if you have to keep making so many decisions now, what they're saying is we're to this point where with social media and everything, we're actually having to make way more choices 
more decisions. And so these little things that are dumb, like, should I like this or not? We think it's not a big deal. But it actually, it taxes our brain to a certain point. And when important things come along, we already spent it on a like. Like, uh, I don't really know what to do. I spent this brain cell on a Facebook like. You know what I'm saying? Man, I've spent some brain cells. And so, one of the second reasons why we struggle to make good decisions, we're afraid of making the wrong choice. What if I don't pick the perfect score, the perfect job, or the perfect man, or the perfect house, or the perfect marriage? You're not going to. You think the perfect guy lives in Cheviot or Westwood? You just get the best one you can. Man, soulmates are all over. Sorry, I'll get in trouble for that too. You should make a godly decision. You should pray about it. You should go to maybe Coleraine or even the outskirts of Harrison. I don't know. They have good men. I don't know. The third reason, we let emotions overrule logic. We let emotions overrule logic. This is the one that I do all the time. I used to be a logic person. I used to be, I don't know, the emotion person. At some point, the emotion person got like swole and killed the logic person in his sleep. And now he just cries in his bed. And we overanalyze things that don't matter and stuff that is really not important at all. And then all of a sudden, important decisions come along and we don't know how to react uh, because uh, we've, been, we've been making such a big giant deal about all these things that don't matter. Now when something does matter, we go, uh Sorry, just me. I'm rambling. Back to the notes. The power of pre-deciding. This is the meat. The power of pre-deciding. It says this in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. Whatever you do, commit to the Lord. Commit. Like whatever it is that you do. If you're a carpenter, Commit. If you are a hairstylist, commit to the Lord the thing that you do. If you are, you know, an accountant, commit to the Lord whatever you do. And it says, and he will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Basically, with God's help, we will determine our course of action before the moment of decision actually comes up. Before we have the opportunity to make the wrong decision, we're going to have pre-decided the right thing to do. And so when this thing pops up in front of us, we're going to go, oh, I've already, already practiced this. We already ran drills in my head. My kids at school, and I hate this, and it freaks me out, and it, it's, it, it's gross, and, I, and it, all, the, all of the bad stuff, but... My kids have active school shooter drills constantly, like all different types of school shooter drills, and they've practiced how to throw books and headshot people from across the room with a book and all these different things, and they're practicing it. And God forbid something happened, but you know what? They're pre-deciding how it's going to go down if it happens. If it happens, we're going to be knocking this dude on the ground with our books, 
we're going to be forming this type of of, uh, of formation together to protect one another. We're going to be doing this. It's pre-decided. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And so here's, here's the, the meat of it, the power of pre-deciding. Write this down. Write this down. Write it down, please. When faced with blank, uh, a, this situation... Okay, so what keeps happening that is bad in your life or is hard or has thrown you for a loop or you've been unsure of what to do or you've been worried about what if this happens? And so you write it down. When faced with blank, the situation, when faced with the next sentence is, I have pre-decided to blank, take this action. When faced with blank, I have predecided to take this action. When I'm faced with two or more people who are saying that I'm wrong about something, I have predecided that I am going to immediately assume I'm wrong and take a stance of, okay, if they're coming to me like this, I messed up. And so I'm not even going to try to be defensive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just check this out and see what I did. What the heck did I do? Where did I mess up? And how do I fix it? And then all of the ickiness, all the stuff of they're mad at me, um, I broke something, they don't like me anymore, they, hate, they, they don't trust me, they think I'm dumb, they think we don't believe, the, all of those things instantly melt away. And you say, man, no, I messed up. And you take responsibility immediately. You go, I screwed up, I messed up, I'm gonna have to fix it somehow. And it melts and it changes. All the weird stuff leaves. When I'm tempted to make an impulse purchase, this is the one I need to work on. And so I just wrote this one down because I confessed to my daughter. I know my wife already knows because she tracks everything and she just gives me certain leeways. But I bought seven Nerf guns the other day because one of you in here is sending me videos about Nerf guns and I'm trying to figure out how to get a DeWalt battery to power one. It's a long story. But here's one I wrote down. When I'm tempted to make an impulse purchase, just wait three days. You, you can buy it, just wait three days. And then see if you still want it. You can still have it, just wait three days. Do you still want it three days later? Okay. When faced with Nerf guns, I have predecided. I wrote it. I, I did, it's, this is new. I just predecided, just like this morning, to make myself look better in this message. I predecided to wait three days. For you, it might be when I'm worried. When I'm worried, so you're faced with the situation. Worry again. Maybe you're. Maybe every day of your life right now is just worry. When I'm faced with worry, I have predecided to let God take that burden and not even know what that means, but just say it repeatedly. God, I let you take this burden. I allow you to take this burden from me. This thing I'm worried about, I'm deciding to not be worried about it anymore. I'm going to give it to you. If it's really that big of a deal, you'll probably come back. You'll circle back around, Lord, right? You'll come back and let me know, hey, you were right, Ryan. 
that was a huge deal and we should be worried. You'll let me know. Maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic. When faced with this situation, I'm cut off in traffic, uh, I have predecided to pray that that person would go to heaven. <laughs> and that I will tell them to go to hell. But I'll pray for them to go to heaven. Predecide, though. Just predeciding. And can you come up with an example for something? There's examples all over Scripture. In Genesis 22, God tells Abe to offer his son Isaac, offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. And <laughs> Abraham actually goes through with it because he has already done this insane predeciding that whatever I am called upon by the Lord, I'm going to trust God. Even when it comes to the act of stabbing my own son with a knife and thinking I'm going to end his life and that the Lord has betrayed me, I'm, no matter what, I'm going to trust the Lord. Pre-deciding. And Ruth, Ruth pre-deciding that no matter what, wherever you go, Lord, I will go. Wherever you go, I will go. It's predecided. And he says, yeah, but what if I... She said, I don't care. It's already predecided. Wherever you go, I'll go. Daniel and his buddies, they're taken to a foreign land and they try to brainwash all of them. And, and a lot of his friends are getting brainwashed. But Daniel isn't because it says in Daniel chapter 1, Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and the wine. He was not going to let himself be changed by it. He had pre-decided. He said, you know what? I'm looking at my buddies, and they're all changing the way they talk because of this good food and wine. <laughs> I'm not doing it. The question is, what do you value? So what do you value? What, when your values are clear, your decisions become easier. When your values are clear, your decisions become way, way easier. And so... Um, uh, if your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, if you don't like where your life is right now, it's probably because the decisions you've been making got you there. And so we'll say you don't like the decisions you've been making, right? Maybe you don't like those decisions where they've taken you. It's time to take your life back. I would say try pre-deciding in some different areas of your life. For me... Um, one of the, the areas that I, I feel a lot of uh, anxiety and stress and worry and dread over is um, if I'm unprepared in some way, um, if, I, if I come across in a way unintentional. And so like when I spoke a couple weeks ago and I'm trying to be a good communicator and I come across in a certain way unintentionally, that's a huge fear. Um, if, if, I'm, if, if I, I'm afraid that I'm going to look selfish in some way, um, just a whole bunch of different things that I struggle with. And so here's what I've had to do. I've had to pre-decide. I've had to pre-decide that uh, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. When the deadline comes, when the day comes, when the meeting comes, when the 
whatever it is, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have my stuff ready. I'm going to be ready to go. It's predecided. I've decided I'm consistent. I'm not wishy-washy. I've decided I'm devoted. I've decided that I'm generous. I've decided that I'm faithful. I've decided that I'm a finisher of things because I started saying again and again and again, I start things and I don't finish them. And I started just letting that be where I would get to. I'm pre-deciding in 2022 that I am a finisher of things. And so if you're tired or overwhelmed or angry or emotional, discouraged, depressed, you feel like more vulnerable than usual, you feel that, that, that overwhelming sense of dread or whatever, and you just want to take your life back, um, how about you give it a try? Pre-decide something. The decisions won't be based on emotions in the moment, but they'll be based on values that God places on your heart. Can anybody give me an example? Something you're going to try to do. Pre-decide to do something. Here's how you would write it out. You would say, all right, so when faced with blank, when faced with blank, what stresses you out? What scares you? What shames you? What lures you? What tempts you? What draws you to sin? What corrupts you? Anybody got an example of when faced with blank? Yeah, how about you? When faced with my neighbor's dog running over top of my head, I have decided that I will not take the broom and hit the ceiling. Okay, and I love that. I love that. Now, what if, what if, there's, a, what if there's phase two? All right, so that's phase one. You're, you're not committing crimes against your neighbor. Good job. Phase two. When faced with my neighbor's dog above my head, I've pre-decided to... Uh, every time that dog barks, I'm going to pray for him. Lord bless him, Lord bless him, Lord bless him, bless him, Lord bless him, bless him. You can yell, you can bless him as loud as you want. Who else? When faced with blank, how about you back here? When I'm faced with an incompetent person who's made a mistake, I will not scream at them and get mad. I will stay calm and try to fix it. You guys know those little boards that you can put all the letters on um, and write a message on it at your house, the trendy little like message board things that you get. Uh, it took me like an hour. This is where ADHD, I was like, it's a real thing. It's a <laughs> it took me an hour to write something on this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need an adult to help me. But my board says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. When an incompetent person who has messed something up 
happens to be in front of me. When I'm faced with that, I've predecided to not get angry at them and yell at them. I love that. Who else? When faced with blank. When faced with judgmental people, I have predecided to pray for their neighbor's dog. Pray for, yeah, pray for their understanding. Pray for anything for them. Pray for my heart towards them. Pray for anything. Who else? When faced with blank. I need to hear some, some examples. Come on. Try it. Stacy. When faced with when faced with unhealthy choices, that's a little vague, I'm gonna be honest with you. When faced with overeating. When faced with a drive-through, name a restaurant, please. My mm, yeah, fries, oh my gosh. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A also makes you feel good some, for some reason. You're like, I'm helping someone, I think. I don't know. But when faced with Chick-fil-A, I have predecided to pray through it. Well, praying in the Chick-fil-A line is kind of like a double Christianity, like, checkmark thing. Okay. So instead of getting in the line, pray Pray for who? I would get specific, and I would say, I'm going to pray for these three people. I would get specific on it and say, when faced with blank, specific thing, I have predecided to do this other specific thing. What about you, Ava? You got any idea? Finn? Man, come on, you're really, you're the pastor's kids, like you should have something real, like a gold nugget. What? Finn. Hold, hold on, what now? You, you're, you're coming up with new rules now. Pray, yes, pray, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you could pray for the person, yeah, if you, if you end up in the line, pray for all the people in the line with you. Craig. When I'm faced with somebody that I think is stupid. I'll be quick to realize that they may not have had the same opportunities and experiences that I've had. Bing, 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 bing. Anybody else? Yeah, Bill. When faced with feelings of loneliness. I will remember that at least Jesus is with me. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things from uh, the late DMX that uh, he said, even when I'm all by myself, I still roll four deep. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are always with me. That's what X going to give to you. When faced with blank, I have predecided. To do this thing instead. When faced with blank. And so when Jesus was faced with every single threat, like they keep coming, Jesus, they're gonna, they're gonna arrest you. He's like, I know, I, I know. Oh my gosh, I know. Yes, they also are going to they're gonna beat me. Yes. 
They're going to do all kinds. Yes, and you're going to betray me. You're going to say, you don't know me three times. Yes, you are. Yes, you will. And he's going through the whole thing. He's going through the whole thing. And they're like, no, but don't you understand? He says, don't you understand? I have pre-decided how this is going to happen. I've already pre-decided. I have pre-decided how this is going to go. And that's how he was able to keep on, on, on with the Father's will as hard as it, as hard as it was. Even him saying, Father, uh, not my will, but yours be done. Uh, Would you please take this cup from me if it's possible? The the weight of this, the heaviness of this, the pain of this, the crucifixion that's coming up. God, I I don't know if you realize this, but Jesus wasn't looking forward to it. He said, if it's if it's at all possible, if you could let if there's like a like a do-over, like in the future, there's going to be these video games where they have like these resets and do-overs and extra lives and the green mushroom, you know. But not my will, but yours be done. And so I'm going to keep on keeping on, Lord. My father in heaven has said that um, he's going to be with me. And so I've pre-decided that I'm going to go through with it no matter what, unless he pulls Unless, like Abraham with his son, unless he pulls me out at the last second. <laughs> when faced with blank, I've predecided to do this instead. Let's pray. Father God, in 2022, we want to be an advanced group of people. We want to be uh, a group of people who have certain tools in our arsenal, and one of them I know has to do with this, Lord, that you would give us the ability to pre-decide how things are going to go. And so we would be the kind of people who uh, were strong and courageous, we're bold, we're not afraid of anything because we have already pre-decided that we recognize who's before us and behind us and to the left of us and to the right of us and that we're never alone and that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. We've predecided that we follow the Lord who splits the sea in two. We've predecided that we follow the Lord who gives himself up on a cross for us and sacrifices himself. We've predecided that We're going to be a different kind of people than the rest of the world. So we say, come Holy Spirit. I just pray that you would uh, make us strong and courageous. Bold and unashamed of what we believe and who we are and the mission that we carry. We pray that in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. I hope you have a good week. I will see you soon. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.